This is The Pool, I'm Rain Comey, your host, and this is episode... Mm. <laughs> alright, alright y'all, yeah, getting onto The Pool, we back in effect once again, you know, you know. This is actually episode 17. Now, uh... Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks for joining me yet again. My silly ass talking about comics and all that good shit. Uh, starting off with a little bit of housekeeping. Make sure, as always, to check over at BYNK Radio for my BYNK Radio fam. Hit up the social introverts, which is Sid Davis. Go ahead and shout out the Government Name Podcast with Real Shogun Beats and Cole Jackson. And then take a little step over to the married side of things with the Black Married and Flyest Ass Couple. There is out there on the internets with um, Troublemaker and Candice Denae. Amazing, amazing shows. Do not sleep on BYNK Radio. And of course, I'm there too as well. The um, guy over there in the corner reading his comic books. <laughs> now, um... A little bit more housekeeping, the pod panel. We dropped an episode relatively recently, and that was me, Jackie, and John over there on that episode. Jackie, who is I'm Just Jackie, and then John at the John Effect. This is all under the John Effect podcast banner, and I'll have a link to that on the show notes for that episode. You can check me out there discussing a few things, um... And just being silly and regular, you know, doing our little regular, regular, smegular thing. So make sure to check out the pod panel. Um, yeah. And uh, shit, what have y'all been doing? You know, what's what's been up? Any other podcasters out there been on some other shows you want me to check out? Leave that in the SoundCloud comments or tweet me, Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag CBN pod or the pool CBN and let me know. You know, I want to check out some shit. Trying to do a little bit better this year about collaborating and talking with folks and moving some shit around. So, yeah, do that. Do that. Um, those of you who don't have a podcast, still, what y'all been up to? Let me know how's this week been treating you. Um, anybody out there running? Anybody out there at the gym? Anybody listening on your way to work, on your way home? Let me know. Um, Shit, what else? I have been just trying to make it, man. Work kicking my ass. Uh, this weather kicking my ass. These bills kicking my ass. <laughs> and I'm just trying to stay in the game. I think I'm, I am I did pretty well this week so far. But we'll see. Now, um, 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 um. No. <laughs> what have uh, I been doing? Really nothing but reading comics. I've been reading comics and recording like crazy. Make sure to also check out in the Carefree Black Nerd feed, Black Lightning Matters. Uh, that's with me and co-hosted by none other than Cole Jackson over there at Government Name, BYNK Radio. And we just go off and sing the praises and talk shit about Black Lightning and give you a little bit of review. And it's it's a, it's a fun time. I, I really enjoy recording with that guy. And make sure to check those out and check out his shows as well. Uh, what else? The pop panel, the Black Lightning. Oh, uh, Carefree Black Nerd proper, which comes out on Sundays, has been hijacked by the Road to Wakanda. 
which is Intro to Wakandan Studies, taught by none other than your very own boy, Professor Ray Coleman, <laughs> speaking about and trying to educate the students and the masses on the wonders that is Wakanda. So expect to see a little bit more of that, especially with Black Panther coming down the pipeline real soon, real soon. So, um, yeah, those are the shows that I am kind of sort of featured on this week so um you check them out and then check me back out after this break headlines now trying to probably make this a little short you know uh, enough for a commute to work or a commute home don't want to go into two hours territory but uh diving into some headlines we have black panther of course at the time of this recording should be about 17 16 17 days away i hope you all have pre-ordered your tickets pre-ordered several tickets got your outfits laid out Get your hair laid or wrapped up or twisted or whatever. Get that good fade. Just go in there looking good, smelling good. Bring in, uh, I don't know, some some good food. Be prepared to have some laughs and some crying and all that other shit. Now, at the time of this recording, I have not seen Black Panther. Um, I am hearing, though, that there are two post-credit scenes. And the rumor being that one of them is Deadpool centric i don't know how true that is considering the merge kind of just happened so who knows it may or may not be everyone who has seen the movie early i'm very impressed there hasn't been any spoilers the the spoilers that we have received have been like killmonger everybody has been singing brian <laughs> michael p jordan's praises about him being killmonger about his great excuse me, performance, him and Shuri. Forgive me, the actress who plays Shuri, her name is escaping me. But I'm like, okay, those are spoilers I can deal with. And I am very much looking forward to watching the big homie Black Panther in theaters. I'm going to be stupid dope excited. Don't really have an outfit lined up. I think I have like a Black Panther t-shirt, probably throwing me a nice little Black Pride hat or something. At this point, I'm just trying to go and see what I can see. And if it's some folks with some nice ass, you know, threads, I'm going to probably be real corny. But can I get a picture with you? Post some my social media. I'm a podcaster, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. All in all, though, good. I'm hearing nothing but good things, and I'm excited for that. And a lot of raving about it being like one of the best movies in the MCU period, hands down, and being a good political thriller or whatever. So that I'm excited for that too. Uh, let's cut that cut that short though like i <laughs> i want i want anybody out there under the sound of my voice when you hear this if you go see black panther and you want to talk about that shit you want to come on to my show you want to send in a little sound bite or something 
do that. Let's do it. Because, of course, I'm trying to keep that Black Panther conversation going. So keep that in mind, y'all. We got 17, 16, 17 days into the movie. So let me know. Um, what else? Oh, DC Digital has created a show, Metropolis, which will focus on Metropolis, I guess, pre-Superman. So what I'm seeing is that it'll be very heavily involved with Lois Lane and with Lex Luthor, which is cool, you know, and it'd be interesting to see Metropolis fleshed out before Superman. You could get a really good uh, Adventures of Lois and Clark style show with Terry Hatcher and Dean Kane from way back in the day. I'm sure my age, because I used to love that goddamn show. But uh, that would be very interesting. And then it's kind of sort of a period piece in a sense, so I'd like to see them put some of that old school original flavor and bring it just a little bit contemporary see what's going on there so i'm i'm interested to see what goes on with that i'm actually more interested in the idea of a metropolis show over the krypton show that's on sci-fi although with it being on sci-fi i think that's very appropriate and i'm i'm confident as confident as i can be not owning a company myself that they'll do a good job because it's on sci-fi like that's very appropriate so um i don't know kudos to them also ant-man and the wasp that trailer dropped and again ant-man was an interesting movie it was kind of funny at times it was just like one of those kind of summer throwaway movies it does fit in the larger marvel cinematic universe so it's not necessary that you see it but if you see it if you're trying to get the whole universe as a whole that's good ant-man and the wasp however for whatever reason and i don't know what it is but this trailer has me excited for that movie these aren't characters who i have a whole lot of history with or are very familiar with i kind of know a little bit not a whole lot but seeing these special effects like there's one point this man like comes in a room and throws a knife actually a series of knives at the wasp when she's full grown this motherfucker does a flip in the air, and as she's flipping, she, I don't know, shrinks, I guess it's, yeah, shrinks, and her wings come out, and she's flying, she's dodging these big-ass knives, like, that shit was sweet, I don't, I, I'm all for it, um, I'm hoping, praying, begging, and pleading that T.I., because his black ass is T.I., is in this movie as well, but who knows, if he isn't, you know, I won't lose sleep over it, but that would be nice. Now, Steven Spielberg apparently is trying to reboot or remake the West Side Story, which is, I don't know. I mean, did we need that? Did anybody ask for that? Is that, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm, I'd be interested to see what it would look like, but I don't understand. I don't know. Well, I'm just, I'll wait and see it and then make judgments from there but that kind of came out of left field but hell if it works and it gets more people of color in jobs then go ahead remake it reboot it update it or whatever and uh <laughs> in this age of extended universes i wonder if this will have like some sequels now the east side story <laughs> or if they'll get other movies you'll pull into this same universe um what else? Oh, X-Men Blue. Now, with the original five X-Men, the Time Displaced X-Men kind of floating around doing their own thing, X-Men Blue is going to be updated and different. I believe Polaris runs the team with Zorn, Dakin. Ugh, it escapes me now. I just had the picture up, and 
lost it. But oh well, I'll just put it on Instagram or <laughs> include it on the social medias. But I'll, I will say that I'm liking this new kind of wave, the uniforms that we have from X-Men. Because I think X-Men are the team that, although you have individuals with different power sets and all that, I do like it when they're uniform. And I believe new X-Men... That run from a couple years back, they had like started off the trend with the big jackets and whatnot. And you see how that kind of evolved over time. And now we have the time displaced X-Men with their own little versions of those outfits with different colors. Kind of look like the Power Rangers. But this new version of X-Men Blue, they have the same uniform, but it's all, they all have the same colors, which is black with the little purple accents or like darkish blue color accents. But it looks really good. And... I'm wondering if this is what we'll get, like, this stage of X-Men going forward. And it looks really good. It looks really easy to cosplay. Like, I'm not a cosplayer yet. But it seems as if it would be, it wouldn't take as much work to create this X-Men uniform versus others. So I'm interested to see how how that how that works out, you know. Um, oh, but the story itself, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty interesting. I'm, um, I'm going to keep doing the X-Men blue thing and see if... I can um, get into this new version, this new lineup, this new team. But if I can, I'll pull it off my pool list in a heartbeat. But I've I've enjoyed what's been going on so far. Um, I have X-Men Blues Annual, which is Poison Part 1 with Venom. This whole Venom thing is going on in the background of Marvel Comics now. I don't really care for it. Clearly, it's spilling over and affecting all of the titles. And that's all right, but... I'm not sold on it. God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah. And lastly, Black Lightning. Jill Scott was motherfucking fine as hell. Um, no, I really enjoy seeing Jill Scott. Like, this show... Hmm, Black Lightning is a really good show. I'm just... Another show where I'm just going to be singing his praises till the cows come home. But I really enjoyed what I got from this show. It's a show where I'm not very familiar with a lot of DC properties... Uh, Black Lightning being one of them and I'm learning, you know, I'm educating myself and I'm reading some of his old runs and just doing some things to kind of get myself up. But I I like the fact that I can watch this series and a lot of things be new to me. You know, they always update and change around like villains and heroes and, and timelines and stuff when you put them in these cinematic universes and I get that but for the most part I think I have a good handle on what's going on in Black Panther Black Panther (laughs) Black Lightning but when you see like the first two episodes you got the big bad Tobias and then you got the little motherfuckers running around Mm -hmm. doing his bidding and you got the good storyline but then like it kind of turns on its head and spoiler alert it seems as if Jill Scott's character Lady Eve is the one in charge. Now, we're only at the third episode, so shit, who the fuck knows if by episode seven, if she's dead and somebody else is in charge. It's just, man, it's such a good show. And it has its campy moments, but it is really good. And I really, 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 really enjoy what they're doing with Anissa, um, her being a queer character and her discovering her powers and all that good shit. But I'm going to stop there because if you want to hear more about Black Lightning, then tune into Black Lightning Matters. On Monday, when you'll hear me and Cole Jackson just talking shit about Black Lightning. And uh, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break and then dive right into the pool. Say, love, bitch, you can fuck with me if you want to. These 
And we're back, we're back, we're back with the pool, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so getting into the pool. So this past week, I went in and dropped countless hours at my local comic book shop, bruh. Had a good time. I picked up a bunch of different things. Um, I really, this was like a trade-heavy week for me. Uh, I got black. That, let me go ahead and pull this out. So I can, uh, and it is not right here. Uh-oh, technical difficulties, guys. But I got Black, the collected edition. I got Black Lightning, the original um, run, the first 11 issues in trade form. And then I got the Black Hood, which is, of course, part of the Archie versus Red Circle comics. So that was pretty interesting. And I also got my hands on Green Lantern, the Sinestro Court Wars. Now, I got this off of the strength of Cole Jackson, my pretty much co-host over at Black Lightning Matters. Black Lightning Pod. Go ahead and hit that up on the Carefree Black Nerd feed every Monday. Uh, and he recommended that because we had a little conversation. And I told him about how I wasn't really big into Green Lantern. Green Lantern was cool and all. But I didn't see the appeal. And, you know, if anyone could give me a story that could put me on board, then go ahead and do that. With that being said, Green Lantern, the Sinestro Court Wars was what he suggested. This and Blackest Night. Now, I took my ass into the comic book shop and I was like, okay, give me Sinestro Court Wars and give me Blackest Night. So we're like, okay, Blackest Night is over there on that wall. When I tell you Blackest Night spanned the entire length of one wall at the comic book shop, I said, hell the fuck no. I will not be dropping money on every single one. I said, where's the main book it was like oh well it's broken up into these different titles i get that i know what events do you have your main title and then you have your spinoffs and all the other titles that are affected i don't care about none of that shit give me the main and they were acting as if i was asking for them to you know manifest god out of thin air or something that being said i said okay i'll just i'll just regroup i do my googles check on comiXology see what i can do to try to get some shit on my own because apparently I was asking for too much but I did get the Sinestro Court Wars now full disclosure I'm only in the first issue but can I say I am very much enjoying this now I'm not floored to the point where oh I've been missing out on Green Lantern all this time what the fuck is wrong with me but I am very much intrigued by this one DC Comics because I only kind of read like Batman and shit through there um and then two the fact that I'm coming in brand new. That's exciting for me. You know, with Marvel, I have a little bit more history, so I know a lot more things. But, and even on DC side of things, I kind of sort of got some, some, it's a little bit of history. But with the Green Lanterns, I've never been interested in Green Lanterns, ever. So for me to read this, I'm like, okay, I'm getting, I'm, 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 I'm getting something, I'm getting fulfillment in a way that I don't normally get from the big two. And I'm excited for that. We have Jeff Johns, Dave Gibbons, Ivan Reyes, Patrick Gleason, Ethan Van Schuyver. And I there's not much I can rave or rant on at this point of the game because I am, like I said, only in the first issue. But it was enough to get me excited for the rest. Like seeing the Yellow Lanterns or the Sinestro Lanterns or whatever. It's, it's just... 
this is good. This is good so far. So anybody out there who has read the Sinestro Core Wars, anyone out there who is a fan of Green Lantern, anyone out there with history of the Green Lantern or whatever, I, I still put that call out there. If there are some Green Lantern stories that you think I should be reading or picking up or at least aware of, let me know and let's have that conversation. Hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, and uh, hit me up in the SoundCloud comments. Let me know what you think, what's a good book, what's not a good book. And what did you think about Sinestro Core Wars, if you out there in audio land have been listening to, or re-listening to, have been reading or have read the Sinestro Core Wars. So that's uh, that's my little DC thing right now. Now, um, next book, Phoenix, Phoenix Resurrection, issue four. Now, I didn't think I was going to like this return of Jean Grey but this has been done in a way now a lot of characters get resurrected all the goddamn time and shout out to you John over at the John Effect podcast and the part of the pop panel he is a fan of Jean I really you know I could take her or leave her but I really like what they're doing with her um this is going to be spoiler heavy because essentially Jean Grey has been dead and throughout Phoenix Resurrection we're getting this story of Gene in kind of an alternate timeline where a few people are there who we're familiar with but they're in different a different capacity where Gene is just a regular girl working at a diner living in a small town trying to make it do what it do it comes out through all these odd and weird events and happenings throughout you know this universe that we come to find out that she is actually not in an alternate universe she is in the regular timeline it's just the Phoenix the actual Phoenix Force has placed Gene in this sort of incubator, this womb, this cocoon, where she is existing and is not aware of all the destruction and damage around her. And that kind of spilled over, and so the X-Men have gone to investigate. And we are only on issue four. I don't know how long this runs, if it's like a six-issue thing or whatever, but they have been doing a damn good job at getting this the severity of the situation across and resurrecting Jean in a way that doesn't feel corny or forced or anything. Like I feel like this explanation of where Jean has been and why she hasn't been alive and using the Phoenix force to kind of bring her back to life or, um, keep her, I don't know, calm and rested or whatever else. I think they did a really good job. And this is something that I would love to see in like an upcoming movie, like as opposed to rehashing out the dark Phoenix saga over and over and over again, because the mutants are now introduced into the Disney Marvel side of things. Go with this story, you know? Um, and I'm, I mean, they may do dark Phoenix. saga. I mean, this is me just talking out the side of my ass, but I really enjoy, I'm enjoying what I'm being presented with in this story. And there was, Oh God, I think it was Claremont who said do not resurrect Jean Grey unless you have a plan don't just bring her back to life the first time she died when she was at the bottom of Jamaica Bay and all that good shit now with this one I think this is a very good plan it's very interesting um but yeah so the writer Matthew Rosenberg uh color artist Rachel Rosenberg uh artist is Raymond Rosanas letterer is the VC's Travis Lanham 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 L-A-N-H-A-M. <laughs> and um, I just really think this is a good book. And much like in a way where I feel like Astonishing X-Men is like the best X-Men book out right now, I think this is a close second. 
And again, I know this is going to lead into X-Men Red, where Jean Grey is the new leader of this team or whatever. I'm interested to see how that's going to go. I did add it to my pull list just off the strength of I'm enjoying the Phoenix Resurrection. So X-Men Red, I can give it a shot. Uh, but I don't know how good or bad it'll be. I guess we'll find out together and I'll let you know here on the pool. And so, yeah. So at the end, heavy, heavy spoiler alert. They figure out that the Phoenix Force kind of tried to draw them out for a fight, but they were going to do the exact opposite because they didn't want to fight and then cause a lot of death and destruction and push Gene over the edge to become the Dark Phoenix again. They were going to take a more simple approach and try to talk to Gene. Well, Gene is in this diner, unbeknownst to them or to knowing what's going on out there and around her. They're like, okay, we're going to send somebody in. Well, we get the original Scott who wants to go in. But then we have this moment that he shares with old man Logan. And he's like, no, it should be me. And he's like, Oh no, it should be me. But whatever. And they're like, no, nigga, you a kid. Sit your pussy ass down. You'll be all right. And, um, it's, I don't know. It's just the weight of this book. I can feel it. Now, if you don't like it, so no, <laughs> if you don't like it, let me know why, you know, let me know your issues with it. Cause you might see something that I don't see, but I am, I'm, I'm in and I'm not a Jean Grey fan. I don't hate her. I don't have anything against. I'm just not a Jean Grey fan, but this book has done a really good job at presenting her in a way where I feel like if her story is makes sense and is consistent to this resurrection title, I just might follow this new Jean Grey or this resurrected Jean Grey. So kudos to y'all over there at Marvel. Now, getting into the final, the best is story we got from Boom Studios, Abbott. Oh my fucking God. This black woman in the 70s in Detroit is a journalist who is a chain-smoking Smart mouth, take no names, no fuss, no muss, as strong-willed woman, and I am enjoying every single moment of this book. I refuse to spoil any of this. I feel as if you and you and you and you, everyone under the sound of my voice, needs to get your ass up and go read this goddamn book. Um, this is written by Saladin Ahmed, illustrated by Sammy Kavila. Colored by Jason Wordy, lettered by Jim Campbell, covers by Tosh Tenfold, and Michaela Dawn. Now, I did a little research, and Mr. Ahmed, Saladin Ahmed, I hope I'm not butchering your name with my horrible accent, <laughs> but this is a damn good book. And it's a book where I saw it on the shelf and I pulled it off right away, just off the strength of it clearly being a black one, a dark-skinned black woman with short hair picked it up right away didn't know what it was about looked over the first page page or two enjoyed it thought it was it was cool i liked the artwork it seems very retro in fitting with the times and then uh because i could see this printed on that old yellowish paper that comic books used to be printed on or that grayish color paper that was like newspaper and it'd still be a damn good book but then i did a little bit of googles and i was looking at the timeline and a lot of people are enjoying this book uh, at one point, Abbott is referenced as being the Black Lois Lane, which was like, okay, so in this universe of Abbott, we are aware 
of superheroes, but I'm sure. And then I'm like, okay, are they comic books and intellectual properties in this universe, or you know what, how? And I don't know that that's going to be explored too much, but I did like that little nod. Now the people, the way they look, you have this young boy who has a wide nose. He has brown skin, got these little freckles on his face. He looks like a black boy. He looks like some of my cousins. Then an older guy who looks like an older black man. It's just, oh my God, all in all, it's just fucking amazing. And there's a really short interview in the back with the writer. And they're asking him a few questions about the story itself and about, you know, things that he put into it. The one that I like the most, and I'll read it here, was the excellent and Ahmed, what was your inspiration for Abbott? He said he's always loved the trope of the dogged investigator who uncovers a glimpse of the occult. It's a familiar story in genre, but Abbott was really inspired by an attempt to put a different sort of hero and setting at the center of such a story. Abbott is solidly in the traditional of, excuse me, in the tradition of Kolchak, the Night Stalker, Hellblazer, and the X-Files. But its hero and her body bring, <coughs> oh, shit, bring something new to the tradition. Now, that all being said, trying to be not very spoiler heavy, there is a moment where this book turns from just an investigative story to something a little bit more supernatural. But I'll say you are not taking out of the story by the supernatural. It fits. And it's very believable in this world that's been created. And there are relationships here that are established that you, we don't get the whole story, but we get enough to know that there is some heaviness there, that there is some tension. Like, this is, this is a damn good book. Like, I can't sing its praises anymore. I have to add this to my pull list. Because what I did was I picked it up and I was like, okay, this is going to be, you know, good or bad. I have to at least get the first copy. And I did, but now, once I return back to the bookstore, I'll definitely let this man know, hey, put Abbott on my list, motherfucker. <laughs> but no, all of that, 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 that's, that's a good, can't beat it, 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 nah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, pool trying to make it a little bit shorter this week. Um, Jam-packed with a bunch of shit in the Carefree Black Nerd feed. Please, please, please make sure you take a look. Um, as always, go over to BYNKradio.com forward slash podcast to check out me and my other podcast, Brothers and Sister, uh, The Social Introvert, The Government Name, Black Mary Fly. Um, as always, talk to me online carefree blurred on twitter use the hashtag the pool cbn or cbn pod whichever you feel is best um email me carefree black nerd at gmail.com instagram and all other social medias is carefree black nerd uh check out all the shows in the feed let me know how you think keep the conversation going speak to me talk to me uh you want to get on the show and discuss some things you got something that you think i should be reading that i'm not let me know uh if there's something that i got wrong because <laughs> i am human let me know you know give me the receipts don't just be saying you got this wrong like i need i need some receipts no <laughs> and uh talk to me talk to me talk to me baby um I don't know, everybody enjoy your motherfucking week, you know, stay good to each other and all that good shit. And um, until next time, uh, meet me back here, same nerd time, same nerd station.